Thursday night is my regular streaming time now. I know that I'm kind of sporadic and all over the place, but 7-ish on Thursdays is is my new my new time. If you want to help me, you can like this video, you can share it to your Facebook or I'm on Twitter. You can go retweet the video on Twitter if you're on Twitter, which Let's be serious. You're not on Twitter. No one watches me on Twitter. But it was an option, so it's on Twitter now. You can follow me on Twitter at Devastator48. And you can follow me on Instagram at Bro. Here's the thing. Also, Resistance Coffee Company. I know I don't have the side scroller right now, but but they're changing the way that they do things on their website. So soon I will have my own website link as in resistancecoffee.com slash Davis will be the new thing. It's not set up yet, but uh, guys, if you like, uh, you can comment and you can share this video. Thank you very much. So, Obviously, there's been a lot of talk over the last couple of days about is the tide turning with these cookie mandates. And I would say uh, I am not super hopeful yet. There are people saying, yes, the tide is turning. It is time. This is what we've been doing. We need to hold our ground. And yes, we do need to hold our ground. But I do not believe that it's just so simple as watching Ontario, Quebec and Saskatchewan not mandate the cookie shots for um, their uh, their health workers. So I have the first article about uh, the Quebec mandates being dropped, and I haven't read these yet, so we're going to read them together and learn about them together. So... Let's get rid of the pop-up. Okay, so <clears throat> Quebec is backtracking on its enforced COVID-19 vac vaccination mandate for healthcare workers. Government officials announced Wednesday, after pushing back its deadline multiple times, Health Minister Christian Dubier, that was very French, I know. I just did a fake French accent, you know. Um, he said the province will abandon the measure altogether as the health care network can't afford to lose the thousands of non-vaccinated employees. So isn't that fantastic news? Uh, right there, I believe in uh, Quebec they had 26,000 health care workers. So this does show you this is exciting. I take back what I said earlier. Maybe we should be excited. I don't know. That gets me pretty excited. 
26,000 were not willing to do it. And the Quebec government is now saying that they cannot afford to lose the thousands of employees. The loss of uncookied staff would have had a devastating effect on the system, according to the health ministry. So, guys, stand your ground. You need to resist, and if none of you cave, none of you will have to do it, because they can't afford to lose you. But if a whole bunch of people run out and get caved, for their employer or cave, get get cookied for their employer and cave to these mandates then you leave the small minority of people that held out to be fired to be purged to be ostracized this is the way that you fight back you stand your ground you li- do you remember at the start of of the covid pandemic when all those memes came, memes came out And they were saying, like, you know, all you have to do is lay on your couch for two weeks and you're a hero. I think you've got this. Do you remember that? All you have to do is just keep existing. Don't go get a shot. Don't do it. You don't have to. If everybody says no, it stops. That's what we can do. That's how you can support yourself at the very least. Just say no. Just say no. (sighs) The province's plan to suspend the uncookied workers as of November 15th would have forced the health sector to cut services and would have comprised efforts Wow, I was reading that wrong. That is wild. And would have compromised efforts to improve working conditions for all employees. While 97% of those who work in Quebec's healthcare system are vaccinated. So here's the first number right here. 14,000 haven't received a first dose. And of those, 5,000 are in direct contact with patients. So look at that. 5,000 employees who come in contact with patients refuse to get vaccinated. And that was enough. So stand, stand your ground. While vaccination will no longer be mandatory for current employees, Dubé added that all new healthcare hires will have to be cookied. So, and I keep saying the word, but that's okay. So, um, that is not good, obviously. So, I mean, it's a, it's a high and low kind of thing for us, isn't it? Some part of this article gets you excited. Part of it uh, is not good. So they're still going to discriminate against new employees because there's so many people <sighs> that they'll slowly phase you out. So not a great win, but look. So, where was I? Ah, yes. The uncookied staff will be obliged to get tested for COVID three times a week. And those who don't comply will be suspended without pay. So, they're still forcing you to get tested. 
but these people get to keep their jobs. Now, hopefully, we can fight off the testing, uh, the testing uh, mandate as well. But I will point this out. If I am getting tested and I'm consistently testing negative, why do I need... Why do I need to isolate differently or have other restrictions placed on me that are worse uh, than the fully cookied? They're not getting tested and they could be carrying it and be potential super spreaders, right? Someone just posted me a link. Hello, Roxanne. Thank you for posting the link. Now, guys... The stream is low, low numbers tonight, but that is okay. We, hopefully, people come and watch it later. So, the cookie rate has gone, uh, has gone up among healthcare workers from about 90% to 97% since the government first announced its intention in August to impose a mandate. Uh, all right. Oh, look at this. Dr. Donald Vinn, an infectious disease specialist at the McGill University Health Center, said the Quebec government has dug itself into a hole by making such a move, which could backfire. I worry that it's not the science that is guiding the policy decision-making, Vinn said. Healthcare workers are inadequately cookied who are inadequately cookied will find themselves at higher risk of needing to be hospitalized. So there's obviously a propaganda coming out there. Nothing, nothing that we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't see in a mainstream, uh, global news article. Obviously they have to paint the picture that, um, that, uh, these people are uh, going to be more dangerous or getting sick more and they're saying that it's uh, an unscientific policy. Well, what is science? Wouldn't it be a scientific, uh, you know, mm, you know, math is a science. What about the mathematical equation of having not enough healthcare workers? How's that for following the science? Isn't that science? But we digress. So, carrying on, though, I do have another article about Ontario, so let's get rid of that. Guys, please hold your ground. Please do what you need to do. You have to. And also, like and share this video. It would be very helpful to me. Yep. Um, a guy in my chat is saying as a subcontractor, we have been told we must be cookied and tests will not be permitted. That is the same policy that I have at my work. Go figure. Right. But, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, a, a lot of these companies are saying there will be no testing allowed. Now, who's going to enforce that? Now, if you're a subcontractor and you show up on a site, is is someone going to be checking your 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 
your employees status right there or do they of or do all these subcontracted employees need to submit their statuses it's 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 insane um and it it's like a chain of events of like destroying not just your own business but now let's say i lose my job and i want to go work for a contractor i can't even go work for a contractor because they have mandates imposed on them by all these huge businesses. It is brutal and it is evil. <sighs> so guys, I have another article and what is coming up next is Ontario. Ontario says that they are refusing to do this. So... Ontario is refusing to do this as well. Oh, look, right there. Doug Ford refuses to make COVID-19 vaccines mandatory for Ontario's hospital workers. Well, good for him, I guess. He does have an election coming up, though, so I don't think it's like a moral change of heart or anything. Premier Doug Ford has announced he will not mandate COVID-19 vaccines for hospital workers, saying he is not prepared to jeopardize the delivery of care to millions of Ontarians. Good call, Doug. In a statement on Wednesday, Ford said mandatory vaccines for hospital workers is a complex issue that could result in the potential departure of tens of thousands of healthcare workers. Ford said the government will keep monitoring the situation, but has decided for now to maintain a flexible approach by leaving human resourcing decisions up to individual hospitals. So there you go. See how he's passing the buck? I'm not mandating it, but if your individual hospital wants to let go, let you go or get rid of you, then 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 that's up to them. I believe is what this is saying. He said the small number of COVID-19 outbreaks in Ontario hospitals is not worth enforcing a provincial cookie policy. Good good for you, Doug. You finally sound like a reasonable person. I, my mind is blown. Cheesecake's on me this week, buddy. Um, six of Ontario's 141 hospitals are currently experiencing a COVID-9 outbreak, uh, Ford said. And of course, I don't know what Ontario's definition of an outbreak is. But in Alberta, it's pretty pathetic. It's like two people or something. If two people test positive, it's an outbreak. I can't exactly remember. I can't remember the exact number. So don't quote me on that. But his statement also pointed to news of surgery cancellations in British Columbia due to staff shortages after its vaccine mandate took effect. The right decision. Health Minister Christine Elliott took questions from reporters after Ford's announcement. She said, while this is the right decision, excuse me, um, while this is the right decision for right now, the province is open to reevaluating if more outbreaks occur. See, so it's always looming over your head. Hey, Elliot said that if Ontario was to implement a mandatory vaccine policy, there would be significant job losses. Hmm. Significant means a lot, right? So what does that tell you? That tells you that a lot of people 
still don't want this thing. They still don't want it. And you shouldn't have to take it if you don't want it. And it, here's the thing. If, if, if you want to take it, if you believe we're all conspiracy theorists, if you believe it's not going to hurt you, if you believe it's not killing your white blood cell count, that's fine. You don't have to believe that. You don't have to agree with me. But stop trying to force me to take it. And do not try to come for my soon-to-be five-year-old either. That's going to end poorly, I think. And, you know, let's let's talk about the kids for a second. Uh, you know, uh, I've, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, maybe that'll be the w- breaking point for a lot of people. I think we're way past that. We're... We're waking up in the dozens, not thousands, and it's not fast enough right now. The waking up that's going on is not quick enough anymore. We've plateaued. You know, maybe I shouldn't say that, but it feels like we plateaued. Maybe maybe what's going on will get us a little more excited. We can only hope that this is going to happen in Alberta too, right? Uh, moving on. She said that despite the Ontario Medical Association being in support of mandatory vaccines for workers, there are specific hospitals that indicated their concerns about the impact. Elliot would not name those hospitals. Ford had written a range of experts and stakeholders last month asking for their opinions on the merit of introducing a vaccine mandate that would no longer allow unvaccinated... I'm, I'm saying the wrong word. I'm just dropping it. Uncookied healthcare workers to remain on the job by participating in a regular testing program. In response to Ford's letter, released by Ontario's Science Advisory Table last month, the doctors argue that such a mandate can enhance safety and reduce the risk of staffing disruptions due to COVID-19. You know, it's funny. Um, at my place of employment, the only person I know who's been calling in sick is double-cookied. So... It doesn't seem like what he's saying is is holding true in my little bubble. Why don't you guys let me know in the comments if uh, if all the uncookied people at your work are the ones that are sick all the time? Let's let's hear it. In his letter, Ford said approximately fifteen percent of Ontario's healthcare workers are believed to be unvaccinated. Beautiful. Seeing why why is it believed? Because they're not disclosing their information. You know why they're not disclosing it? Because it's illegal to ask. Oh, wow, he should be ashamed. The liberal leader, Stephen Del Duca, Del Duca, said Wednesday that this decision means Ford has chosen anti-vaxxers over cancer patients. Wow! Now, if you thought that the Ontario government was spewing propaganda... Listen to that. He's putting our most vulnerable patients in harm's way because he's scared that the conservative anti-cookie community won't support his re-election. I mean, he's nailing it. This is why Doug Ford is changing his mind. Like, don't think that Doug Ford all of a sudden is having a moral epiphany and now all of a sudden he doesn't, uh, he doesn't want to do the right thing. 
that is a good point, Laura. He does need to hire his daughter to be his advisor. And he is pilot washing his hands of it. So, he should be ashamed, honestly. Let's be serious. Now, I've kind of blasted through those first two articles, and I want to play something for you guys, but let's let's just make sure that I've cleared uh, if I that I've cleared the whole what I need to check out on this article. Yeah, the NDP leader leader saying the same thing, catering to anti cookiers by making this decision. Blah blah blah. Uncookied staff should not be allowed in the ICU. Blah blah blah. Sick babies. Blah. All propaganda. I don't care. I can't read it anymore. It makes me sick. So we're moving on. So guys, I I have been troubled lately, and um, you know, in our churches, we are even in our even in our church, which is very like minded on many things. We are seeing some division over this shot that everyone's supposed to take. And it, uh, it's really sad. Um, you know, uh, John Piper put out his article uh, encouraging people to get, uh, to get cookied, um, encouraging a specific group of people to get cookied, um, those who... Those who are worried about falling out of step uh, with their favorite um, conservative leaders or like leaders they respect, you know, uh, he's encouraged them to go get the shot. Now, I still haven't read this whole article. Just pieces. I've fought about it with one of my friends and, you know, he's a good guy, but it's okay. I still love him. Maybe he's watching right now. We don't know. But... I am going to read the whole article, and maybe I should go through that whole article piece by piece and bit by bit, just like everyone else has been doing. Now, I would hate to lump myself in with the other people that are going over it because I am absolutely pathetic compared to some of the people going going through that article. And so you should go watch those criticisms or read those criticisms first, but... What I have been told is that there are family members still fighting, you know, still being divided. And I can't use names. I can't even give any kind of details. But I quite literally know of someone who is losing their marriage for their stance on not taking this shot. Um, They are being threatened with... Their spouse leaving with the child and being accused of all kinds of things. It is utter slander against this person, but this is what I'm seeing in real life. In my life, I know people that feel so strongly convicted that they are losing their spouse over this mandate. And so I wanted 
to play you guys something that I've been listening to a lot just to keep motivating myself and keep myself persevering, focusing on Christ, focusing on what the big picture is, what the gospel is, who, who is, who is Jesus? Who am I in relation to Jesus? And um, there's some music in it, so hopefully I don't get hit with some sort of copyright strike. I can't imagine I would. Ooh. But um, but here it is, guys. And then I'll talk about... Oh, no. Oh. Of course, I ended the screen share. I just need to re re-add the video and um yeah i'm back online i'm back up i got it up so guys if you don't know who steve lawson is you should um he is amazing and i love him and um he is a teacher to my pastor um he is a modern day reformer and he is a bold, sharp preacher who stands for truth and preaches the truth. And this is an 11 minute kind of sermon jam from his sermon. It will cost you everything. And guys, we have lived a soft existence. Think about this. I was just explaining to someone at work this. Think about this. There's only one generation before us that had legitimate, broad, sweeping retirement plans. And now people, now, for the average 30-year-old, we're just willing to give it all up. We're not willing to count the cost. And um, I think that this video is really important, and I use it to motivate myself all the time. You may not look at the vaccine mandate as a, a gospel issue, but what I would call it is a conscience sin issue. If this burdens your conscience, then it is a sin and you should resist it. Because if you are being made to sin, you should resist it and you should rely on Christ to get you through that. So I'm just going to play this for you now. You need to weigh in on the cost factor and count the cost of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. It will cost you popularity. It will cost you promotion, perhaps, at times. It will cost you an easy life. You will have to discipline yourself. You will have to buffet your body. You will have to say no to temptation. You will have to say no to this world. You will have to break with the crowd. You will have to be willing to stand alone for Christ. You will have to be willing to walk to the beat of a different drummer and to, to step out of the crowd even if no one follows after Jesus Christ. You'd be willing to stand if you're the only person in the world for Jesus Christ. That's the cost factor. You would have to be willing to suffer persecution for Christ. And let me tell you, it will come. It might even cost you your life. I hate to ruin the flow of this, but... 
It will cost you your job. It could even cost you your life. And what he says is persecution will come. It will come. Not it might come. If you are following Christ dedicatedly, persecution is inevitable. It is part of being a believer. He is not coming to play games. He is not coming to be docile. He is coming to dominate and he is coming to slaughter. He is the King of kings and he is the Lord of lords. And at the end of this age, he will bolt out of heaven on a white steed and his garments are dripped in blood, the blood of his own enemies. And he is coming back to conquer and to damn. You need to make terms of peace with this coming king or you will be subjected in damnation forever. And Jesus Christ has made terms of peace. You need to settle out of court with him. You do not want to go into that final day of conflict with Christ. For he will be ruthless in the execution of his justice. But he offers you mercy today. He will agree to terms of surrender. He will agree to terms of peace. But they are his terms of peace, not ours. And his terms of peace are very simply this. You must hate your own father and mother and brother and sister and even your own life more than me or you cannot be my disciple and you must take up a cross and follow me or you cannot be my disciple and if you do not, you will meet me in the final judgment and it will glorify God in your destruction. He is pressing you for a decision. He will not be put off. You cannot hit the mute button any longer in your heart. You must answer to Him. In verse 33, so then. Conclusion. None of you can be my disciple. He is saying none of you can be a true Christian. None of you can be in my kingdom. None of you can be in right relationship with me or the Father. None of you can be my disciple who does not give up all his own possessions. What is our Lord saying? He's not backing off. He is increasing the commitment that he is calling for with every line of this section. So I want to address something really quickly. You'll notice that he says, you cannot be my disciple. And then Steve, Dr. Steve Lawson says, you cannot be a real Christian. And now that might rub people the wrong way but jesus i believe if we went and read that section what you'll see 
is that he's burdening the conscience there and he is exposing what people truly love. Right? And he does that multiple times to would-be disciples. And so people would draw a distinction between a believer and a disciple. And I do not believe that that distinction exists. If you are a Christian, you will be a disciple. If you are saved, you will follow him. You will trust him and you will want to be under his authority and you will want to obey and keep his commandments you are saved as a free gift and then it says that you are a slave of christ what does that mean you are a servant a bond servant so you are owned but you love your master and you want to follow him. That's all it means. That's what a disciple is. He's not saying that you have to buy your way into the kingdom of heaven, for none of us have enough gold and none of us have enough silver to ever remove the stain of sin that has defiled our inner soul. What is he saying? Who does not give up all of his own possessions? Well, this must be taken in context with other texts of Scripture, and let me just cut to the bottom line of the bottom line. You must transfer the ownership of all that you are and all that you have to all that He is. That's what He's saying. Your life is no longer your life, it is now His life. Your time is no longer your time, it is now His time. Your possessions are no longer your possessions, they are now His possessions. Your future is no longer your future, it is... So, guys, we're five minutes in. <sighs> Laura just listened to her first Steve Lawson sermon and it terrified her, so... What's the good news, though, Laura? The good news is that you don't have to face that final judgment because you have Christ now. And what I love about men like Steve Lawson is they show us the weightiness of not following Christ and bring us back out of that darkness by preaching the gospel to us over and over again. And so, guys... That whole sermon jam is from I'll Be Honest on YouTube, and it's called um, It Will Cost You Everything if you want to watch the whole thing. I just realized we're only five minutes into it, and um, I didn't want, I don't know if I should play the whole thing. So, uh, so yeah, if you want to go listen to the whole thing, go listen to it. Maybe I'll even post it and actually. Here, I'm going to post it. I'm going to copy the link and post it in the uh, in the comments section for everybody. And, um, yeah, it's there for you guys to go see. So, next. 
the reason I play that is because I want to encourage people who believe that they are taking a stand for Christ that they will have to count the cost that this is not going to be a fun time but it can be joyful and on the other end wherever you end up whether you're still alive or you're dead at the other end of this you will have been refined in a fire that other people don't get to experience this is a stand for Christ if taking the shot is violating your conscience. And so if you go to Romans 14, um, if you go to Romans 14, what you'll see is talks about principles of conscience and a lot of it has to do with food. Like it mostly has to do with food and what you would eat, burdening your conscience, burdening someone else's conscience. But it ends like this. And it is talking about food specifically, but it is talking about what goes into your body. And so um, Romans 14, uh, Romans 14, I'm going to start at 22 and you can keep reading. Okay. Or, and you can go read the whole thing for yourself to see if I'm representing it accurately, if, if it applies to this, but I think it falls under the principle of a conscience issue. Now, I believe that if you have looked into what the agenda is behind the COVID vaccine, what it represents, what it's actually doing to people's bodies, what it's what the long-term effects are going to be, and the system of dependency it's going to create. If you know and you understand and you believe all that, and you're telling other people to get it, I would call that a sin. But if you are just ignorant of everything still, it's not a sin. It's not inherently sinful to go get this shot. But I believe you have to be wrong about a lot of things to go get it. That's my stance. And so for these families, um, and, and all these things, and I don't know who this is. I don't even know. I don't know who these people are. Maybe it's even theoretical. I don't know. But I've just heard stories of it. You should not be burdening the sp- the conscience of your spouse to do something they believe is a sin. That is a sin on your part, right? And so look, this would be my plea to you guys. If you want your spouse to get it and they don't want to, and it would burden their conscience, this is my plea to you. And this is what he says. Romans 14, 22. The faith which you have, have as your own conviction before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from faith. And whatever is not from faith is sin. Right? So, whatever is not from faith is sin. And so... 
I have a disagreement in my comment section popping up from my good friend Bill. And that's okay, man. Like I say, I think I don't I don't think uh I don't think we can pass off ignorance as uh as a sin on the issue, right? I believe for you and me taking it could never be a good thing. It could never be a good thing because me and you know too much about it. I hope that makes sense. You can disagree with me. Oh. And yes, I would agree with what you're saying for sure. So Bill clarified for me. It is inherently sinful to mandate it, regardless whether you take it, whoever forces it on everybody else is winning. So anybody that supports the shot is in sin. Okay. Yeah, man, it, it's hard. There's a lot going on there. And I, I see where you're coming from for sure. Um, you know, maybe, maybe there needs to be a distinction drawn. Maybe there needs to be a distinction drawn, um, from before it was mandated after it's mandated. Uh, once they're trying to illegally force it on everybody and you are now trying to force that on somebody else, that's bad. But I would say even if it's not mandated and you're trying to force people, it's wrong. Um, you could argue that now that it's been mandated and that's the only reason you're taking it. I would. So this, this gets back to my original point. If you are taking it, for the only reason that is mandated and you would not take it otherwise, I would imagine that that is a burden to your conscience and would fall under the category of a sin for you. So I would say if the only reason you're taking this, this cookie is to save your job, save, save yourself and avoid and avoid the issue it could be a sin for you. If it is violating your conscience, it is it is a sin, right? Now, I would have to draw a distinction still, though. If you are taking it and it doesn't violate your conscience, I don't know, it might not be a sin. I, I just have to be careful. I have to be careful because I know that there's people that have done that. And um, I love them and I don't want them to think that I'm angry at them or that I I dislike them. Um, I understand wanting to make sure that you can provide for your family. I'm, I'm sympathetic to it. I'm not going that direction. Um, I'm going to do what I believe is right till the bitter end. And there is no turning back for me. I've said it too much anyway to even backtrack if I wanted to. Right? And Bill says he agrees with me. So yeah, I think I think we're basically on the same page. We'd 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 probably be more strict on it than other people, but more lenient on it than you know someone who thinks this is the mark of the beast or something like that. No, we could get into wow, does this look like a beast system? It sure does. But anyway. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats. Because his eating is not from faith. And it's the last line. And whatever is not from faith is sin. So if you cannot do this from faith, it is a sin. End of story. 
if you're pressuring someone else in your life to get it, you are in sin, I would say, because you are trying to burden your brother or sister's conscience. And, and, um, Christ tells us that we will have hard times, right? And so what are we supposed to do? Not take these hard times? I have been blessed for 15 years at the same company. I make an hourly rate that would be shocking to people if they actually knew what I made, where I work. It would be shocking. Um, and and so I'm I'm looking, I'm staring that down and I'm looking at that and I'm going, nothing is worth it. You medically raping me is not worth it. I'm I'm sorry. It's not worth it. I will never cave. And first and foremost, I would reject still that you can even do this. You can even ask for my medical information. I reject that up front. Anybody. You cannot ask me for this info. You can't. So guys, I need to remind you, what are we looking for here? What are we, sorry, what are we looking to? We are looking to Christ for everything. And so you must look at what following him means. And if you have not measured up, you can't. That's the good news of the gospel. Jesus Christ has paid for the sins of all who believe on him. Turn to him now. Believe on him. And he will give you rest. He will save you. You know, as another thing that's been happening, people are telling me that they can't sleep. All my friends at work can't sleep. They can't sleep. They're waking up in the middle of the night. I sleep like a log. I My wife would if the baby wasn't keeping her up. But I, how's that go? I sleep like a Calvinist. You know, I, I have full assurance I have full trust in God. I don't wake up in the middle of the night. I'm not stressed out. Why? Because I have faith that my God is going to provide for me. And to my friends who are still stressed, still struggling, still in pain, still worrying about tomorrow, you cannot store up. You cannot keep the stored up items in your grain house. You can't. They don't come with you. When you die... It's all dust. See this? There are collectible Bibles on here. They're going. They're going. When I lose my job, they're going to go piece by piece to pay for things that I need. That's it. That's all there is to it. They will go. There will be other things. Or not. I die and I get to see Christ's face. Who cares about some stuff? They're just Bibles. I'll always have a Bible unless I get put in a camp, right? So guys, if you are worried, if you are anxious, if you are, if you are, if you are wearied and heavy laden, 
Turn to Christ and he will give you rest. He offers you the free gift of salvation that no one else can offer. How? How does he do that? He came and lived a perfect life that you cannot live. And he died the death that you no longer need to die. All the sins of those who would believe on him, God took and poured out the punishment for those sins on Jesus Christ. Jesus took your place on the cross and after three days he rose from the dead, conquering death, rising back to life, proving that he is Lord over all. He is the Messiah that the Old Testament talks about and promises for us. And if you believe on that and you turn from your sins and you trust in him for the forgiveness of your sins, you will be saved. And you will sleep like a log tonight. If you do that right now, you will sleep like a log. And if you need a Bible, message me if you're in the Edmonton area and I will bring you one. That is my promise to you. Also, last item of business. I was sent more of these defund AHS shirts from Resistance Coffee Company. I have several sizes. They're heavily discounted for $15. If you want one and you live in the Edmonton area, message the page and we'll we'll hook something up. So I'm basically making $5 off of every shirt. So basically nothing. So guys, if you want a defund AHS shirt, it is not too late. I have a couple kicking around. And with that, oh, my mouse has died again. And with that, guys, I'm ending this stream. Good night.